In my home, we have two must-watch TV shows. Uh, two shows that when they're on, we do our best to, to be on the couch in front of the TV. We don't watch a lot of TV, but, but these two shows are it. And the first is Wheel of Fortune. We love the wheel. Uh, they don't know it, but Pat and Vanna are pretty much a part of our lives. We've known them for many, many years at this point. My wife and I both grew up on the wheel. And uh, we're at the point now where we're, we're, we're trying to raise our daughter on the Wheel of Fortune and, and instill that love in it and her. And uh, I have to tell you, and this has nothing to do with the rest of our message, uh, by the way, I have to tell you that it is the cutest thing ever to watch our 15-month-old yell letters at the screen. I mean, she doesn't know letters. It's more sounds. And, and to clap when the wheel is spun. It's just a whole lot of fun. So we love the wheel. But the other show that we love that's a must-watch in our home is, is Shark Tank. Uh, if you're not aware of what Shark Tank is, it's, it's a show where entrepreneurs uh, go before the Shark Tank, which is a panel of uh, mil multi-million dollar investors, and they go before this Shark Tank to pitch their idea in the hopes that the Shark Tank, one of the, the members on that board, will invest in their product. And so uh, most of the time, the, the show begins with the, with, the, uh, with the entrepreneurs making their pitch, right? Saying, here's my product, here's how it came. Uh, to fruition, here's my story, and here's why it's worth investing in. Here's why it's going to be the next big thing. And then after they make their pitch, that's where the shark tank, and it's called that because of how ruthless they can be, that's where they jump in. And they start to ask their questions, right? Like, what are your sales? What were they last year? What are they going to be this year? What are your profit margins? How many units have you sold lifetime? Um, how much money did you make, right? And they ask these questions for a very specific reason. They want to know if this company is successful. Because we live, I mean, at least in the business world, the business world is a very results-oriented world, right? If you don't have results in the, the form of sales and, and profits, then, then you are not successful. And so the sharks are trying to get at the bottom of that. Are you a successful, viable company? The business world is results-oriented. There are certain measurements, certain metrics that will tell you whether you're successful or not. Uh, but the truth is this... Uh, this way of thinking uh, defines much of our lives. It's not just the business world that's results-oriented, right? But it's, it's, it's just about everywhere. So, uh, for example, at the end of the negotiations in between the entrepreneurs and the investors, there's one investor who often says something like, uh, you know, you're in front of the shark tank today. We're not just going to give you money. This isn't a charity. But you know, even charities are results-oriented. There are certain measurements and, and metrics that will define a successful charity, right? How many people did you serve? How many meals did you give away? How much money were you able to fundraise in the past year? Uh, everything in life. And we, we define our successes by the results that we see. Uh, this is true even in the way that we think about church sometimes, right? We, we tend to define a successful church by their results, right? Or if they're not big, are they getting bigger? Uh, how many programs do they offer? How many baptisms do they perform in a year? Uh, how many people are converted or come to faith in, in, in Jesus, right? How many people are they able to serve? We define a successful church based on the results that they produce. Uh, we, we also define a successful Christian individual by their successes, don't we? By how much money they give. Uh, by how involved they are, how many boards they, they serve on, by uh, how successful they are in their evangelism. Do they convert someone every time they step foot in the coffee shop? Right? 
We live in a results-oriented world. That's just how we define success. We have certain measurements and metrics that tell us if we're successful. But you know, God's definition of success looks very different. Uh, God's definition of success, there is no metric to define it. There's no way to measure it. And, and we see that, I think, beautifully in the story of Stephen from, from the book of Acts. Stephen, I would contend, and I, I think anyone who reads the story would agree, that he is successful. He lives a successful Christian life. The very definition of success is, is pictured in Stephen. And, and you know, did you remember what he gets as a result of that? Death, martyrdom, murder. Right after living this successful life and giving this beautiful testimony to, to Jesus, after witnessing to his, his love in word and in action, Stephen is stoned. Right? He's mocked, he's ridiculed, he's dragged before this kangaroo court. He is the object of wrath and, and anger, and then he's killed senselessly. That's the result of his good life. And so I, I think what the story of Stephen shows us is, is that in, in the Christian walk, we cannot control the results. Right? Well, we can't control whether when we share the love of Jesus, if that will be well received or not. We can't control when we evangelize at the coffee shop whether that person will be converted. Right? That the results are out of our hands. They're in the hands of God. And, and yet what we also see in the story of, of Stephen is that our success is not defined by our results. No, in God's eyes, success is defined by Jesus. Jesus is the very picture, the very definition of success. Uh, it, it looks very strange, right? Because he wins and earns success uh, uh, through a death, uh, through a cross, through crucifixion, right? But if anyone was successful, it was Jesus. He successfully defeated sin, our sin, death, and the devil. He died, but, but then he successfully rose from the tomb. And the beautiful thing about life with Jesus is that our success, it is not earned. It is not accomplished. Not by us, anyway. No, success is a gift. Jesus loves to give his successes away. He loves to share it. He wants his success over, your, over sin to be yours. Right? He wants you to, to know that, that your sin has been defeated. It doesn't define you. It cannot condemn you. He wants you to know that death is not the end of your story. He successfully defeated it. Though you die, yet will he live. He wants you to know that, that you are successful against every attack of Satan. He may tempt you. He may lie to you. But he is powerless against you. Jesus loves to give his successes away, and, and so you are successful because of him, because you live life with him. I think that was true of, of Stephen, but it's true of every one of us. God does not want us to define our lives by our failures or by our successes, but by the things that we can see. He wants to define our, us to define our lives by, by Jesus, and so we do. You see, when, when you stop measuring your successes by, by your eyes, by the fruits of your labor, when you realize that there's no metric that can capture a successful life, when you, when you stop trying to earn that success, and you simply trust that you are successful because of Jesus, right? everything changes. When, when you rest easy in the successes of Christ, you start to live a successful life. <laughs> what I mean by that is, when, when you realize that your success is a gift from, from God and that is secure no matter what, you, you stop worrying about the results and you just live free and light. 
Wait, when you realize that you can't control the results because they're in the hands of, uh, of God, all you do then is you're free to simply live according to the life of Jesus, to live like Jesus, to live according to the word of Jesus. And, and that's what Stephen did. He was able to boldly proclaim the message of Christ, knowing that it probably wouldn't end well with him. But he doesn't seem too concerned about that because he's not defining his life based on the results that it brings. He's defining the success of his life upon Christ. And throughout the story, Stephen is looking to Jesus. And when he looks to Jesus, he sees success and he knows that that success is also his. And dear friends, it's also yours. Uh, but we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the end of the story. Right? Uh, we talked about the end of Stephen's story. He dies, he's stoned, he's martyred, he's killed for his faith. But actually the story goes on. Uh, after Stephen dies, we learn that the rest of the church is persecuted. That the persecution of Stephen causes this great persecution to happen to Christians, particularly in Jerusalem, to the point where all the Christians in Jerusalem aren't safe any longer and they have to flee, run for their lives, and they scatter across the world. And that sounds like a terrible thing, and, and it was, but, but God worked through that terrible thing to work something good. That as these Christians scattered throughout the world, what they took with them was Jesus. Right? And they began to share him and talk about him and, and witness to him and, and live like him. And, and pretty soon the message of Jesus went across the world. And more and more people got to hear about Jesus. And more people came, came to see their lives in light of Jesus. And, and, if, and in a sense, we're here today believing in Jesus because of that. Because God worked through that. Here's the thing. Stephen never got to see that. Not in this earthly life. He never got to see that amazing result that God worked. But you know what? That's okay. Because Stephen saw something much better. He saw Jesus. He saw all that Christ had done for him. He saw a Savior who loved him and lived for him and, and died for him and, and rose for him. He saw a Savior that, that gave all of that success away. And dear friends, I hope that you do too. Look to Christ. See his successful life and death and glorious resurrection and know that that is yours. Don't let the failures of this world define you. Don't let your shortcomings define you. Let Jesus define you. He wants you to know that you are successful. In his name, amen.